Aleluia! Aleluia! Did you hear that your sins are forgiven? And that the blessing of the Lord has come upon you? And he's lifting you, hallelujah, higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Then you should be shouting better than you're doing. If you truly, if you truly had it. Glory to God. Thank you, sir. Oh, I was so blessed. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. Amen. You know, some of you to take eternity to help you realize what you have been delivered from. Because no matter how they say it, you will not get the full import of what he said. But when you, when you stand, when you stand before God and you see what sin is and you see the price that was paid, I'm telling you the truth, then you would, you would have wished you threw a party every day while you were here on earth. Father, thank you. Give God praise. Hallelujah. I want to hear your voices. Wherever you are, no matter how you feel, go ahead and thank him. Go ahead and give him praise. For his favor. For his mercy, for his grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Breathe upon this word you've asked me to speak tonight. Let your spirit do his work here tonight. Let it set our hearts on fire. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Walk up to two, three people. Tell them it's great to have you here. Amen. And mean it from your heart. Mean it from your heart. Mean it from your heart. Hallelujah. Greet them warmly from your heart. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I celebrate all of God's servants in the house. Amen. Can we put our hands together for them? Thank you. I've been, I've been, I've been coming for camp meetings for about... Um, 26 to 27 years. Amen. And um, always blessed sitting down hearing the word of God. And uh, you know the, the, the signage of the spirit this year is just amazing. Minister after minister as they've been speaking, as they've been ministering, hallelujah. You know, if you're attentive you will hear what the spirit of God is saying. Line upon line, line upon line, line upon line. Praise the Lord line upon line. Every minister that I've spoken, 
that have ministered in this place, you know, have made a huge impact on my life. Thank you all, sirs. Mars, thank you for giving to the Lord for ministering. And help me celebrate my father. Amen. Reverend Arome and his lovely wife. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Amen. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for the trust. Thank you for the love. Thank you for uh, the honor. Hallelujah. I, I honor you, sir. I appreciate you, sir. God bless you for what you do and uh, for impacting our lives. Amen. And tonight, let me celebrate my wife. I came with her. Amen. We are honored to be here. Uh, we are sons and daughters of the house. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Please, let's be seated. I, I want to share something that um, the Spirit of the Lord put in my heart. Of course, uh, I won't share what he has not put in my heart. <laughs> Definitely. Amen. I want to say what he has asked me to say. Uh, because uh, I've been asked by God to come and make an announcement. Because we are in very, very interesting times. Not negatively. We're in very interesting times, positively. The calendar of God does not run like the calendar of men. He said to the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, the night they were about to leave, he said, today we mark the beginning of years, of days for you. That means, hallelujah, why we walk with calendar time. God walks with seasons. I was telling them in church yesterday, you know, uh, there are two words used for time. There's a word called chronos, and there's another word called karios. And when we talk about chronos, we're talking about, that's where we get the word chronological. Uh, order, the way things happen. Seconds giving birth to minutes, minutes giving birth to hours, hours giving birth to days. Are you mean days giving birth to weeks, weeks to months, and months into years? Uh, and people just do time. Are you getting me? They just leave time. Uh, whether we like it or not, uh, it's about 17 minutes to 8. Whether we like it or not, are you with me? In another 15 minutes, it will not be a prophetic declaration. It will be 8 o'clock. Are you with me? Because time will take its course. That's calendar. That's calendar. Year after year, are you with me? We get older. But then there is something known as Kairos. And when we talk about Kairos, we're talking about certain opportunities embedded within Kronos. Are you getting me? Opportunities that are embedded, are you me? Things, events that happen within this thing known as time. Today is a Thursday. Tomorrow will be a Friday, but tomorrow will be someone's birthday, but it will not be everybody's birthday. Are you with me? It will not be everybody's birthday. Tomorrow will mean nothing to you, but it will mean something for someone. Because that will be a Kairos moment for someone. That there have been different Fridays, but this particular Friday has a significant meaning in my life. But you see, Kairos goes beyond that. Kairos actually means an opportunity that lies within a time, are you with me, that others might not be able to see, but you have been opportuned and privileged to see. So the preacher said, the, the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong. Bread is not always to men of skill. Are you getting me? Or favor to men of understanding. He said, but I've discovered one thing. In all, people who you see standing out, time and chance does what happens to them. 
time and chance happens to them. Time and chance. Meaning, are you me? Uh, one translation says, it is right timing, right placement. It is a Kairos moment for them. They've been going about their day, but it just happened that in this particular season, God, are you with me? Certain things have happened. And listen, most of the people who you see who have broken out in one field or the other, they just had Kairos moments. They just had Kairos moments. There's a popular Nigerian footballer. I'm always looking at him. He does adverts for different brands now. You know him as J.J. Okocha. His story was said to be that he traveled. He plays football, but not as he plays today. He just traveled to Europe. He had a friend, and the friend said, come, I will give you some money so that you can start importing cars and selling. That's what took him to Europe. He got a passport and found himself in Europe. And uh, when he found himself in Europe, the friend said, okay, the money has not come. Just wait a little. So he waited a month. He said, just give me another one month so that I can get you money to get the cars that you need. And while he was waiting, doing chronos, <laughs> are you with me? There was a nearby place where they were training. So he would go there to play football. And while he was playing football, a, a scout came there and saw him and was wondering, who is this fellow? And decided to approach him and said, would you consider signing for a club? He said, no. I came to buy cars. And then they talked to him again. And the guy talked to him. So he went back. I was telling his friend, look at one scout came. He said, they want you? And that's how from Belgium he found himself. Are you with me? He found himself signing for a club, I think, in, um, in Holland. You know. He said he played the first year, still hoping to just get his money and go and buy his cars. Something that people have been positioned, crying for, looking for, bribing to have agents. But you see, it was as though he was at the right place, at the right time, meeting the right people. Getting the right what? Results. He said even up until the time he played for a club like PSG, he wasn't taking football seriously. It's when he came to the English Premier League and then he signed for this side called Bolton. And they were going to go on relegation and he scored a goal at the dying minute. His life is just characterized by Kairos. He scored a goal at the dying minute that saved them relegation. The owner of the club was too happy. He dashed him a million pounds. He noticed that maybe there's something in this football. Is somebody with me? You will notice that God has positioned you. I'm talking about a Kairos word, moment. That is why we do time. It's God has set time. We walk in, in, in a chronos. Are you getting me? Process is allowed. Because you must use time. You don't fight time. But listen, hallelujah, when it's a Kairos moment, you take advantage of it. You don't use the time. It is created by God. Jesus is about to leave. His disciples are asking him, will you at this time restore to us, amen, Jerusalem? Why? They were under Roman occupation. They were colonized. And you know, they saw this great man that they had worked with for three and a half years. Is somebody with me? They had worked with him for three and a half years. And they were supposing that if you have accumulated this kind of followership, it should translate to a political movement. Let's put structure to this thing. Let's overtake the Romans. Are you getting me? Let's seize back the government. Meaning that people can work with Jesus for three and a half years and not really know his intent and purpose. 
They were talking to the resurrected Christ and they were still telling him about their political agitation. It's akin to iPub. Today. And they were asking Jesus, will you at this time restore the kingdom to us, the nation to us? Oh, Jesus said, no, no, no. You're not getting it. Hallelujah. He says, look, it is not in my power. But I just want you guys to know something. There are times and there are seasons that have been set by the Father in his own authority. Meaning that God just sits down. Am I talking to someone? And says in this season, certain things should be like this. It will not resonate with the economy. It will not resonate with the news. It will not resonate with what everybody is expecting. So if you are the type that trends and follows social media, you will miss out on what God is saying. Because in his own power, he has decided that contrary to expectation, this is how it should be. He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Meaning that while you are thinking of just taking Israel back from the colonial masters, I'm thinking of you taking over the colonial masters. Are you getting me? It's a curious moment. Church, let me tell you. Contrary to all you are seeing in the world, there's an agenda of heaven that is going on right now. Oh, Malabaha, Satale. There is an agenda of heaven that is going on right now. And my prayer for you is that you will not be like that man in 1 Kings 7 who was too intelligent to understand that it's within the power of God to set times and seasons. There had been famine because they had been besieged. And scripture says, the prophet came, said the siege is over. About this time tomorrow, hallelujah. About this time tomorrow, I'm talking to someone. About this time tomorrow, there's going to be so much abundance and surplus. You'll be wondering how this happened, hallelujah. About this time tomorrow. And the Bible says, the man upon whom the kings, the man whose hand the king laid upon was standing there. He's the king's Chief economic advisor. He's educated. Back in the days, what we call today chief of staff are the people referred to as the king's hand. Kings depended upon them. They were men of great intellect. They studied times. They studied trends. Ahitophel was such a man. They said if Ahitophel advises you, then you are, you are good to go. Oh, but there's one greater than Ahithophel. That's the position that this man had. And he stood there. And he said, even if the windows of heaven are open, what you are saying, oh man of God, it cannot be. Every time I read that story, I laugh. I say, at least he knows that there are windows in heaven. But what do you think those windows are for? Why would you doubt a God who can create windows in heaven? Hallelujah. And the prophet said, you will see these things, but you will not partake of it because you are too used to trends. You are too used to how it should be. You know, I was telling them in church once, I said, it's not every prophet 
that has the patience to tolerate your unbelief. So you better know the prophet you're dealing with. There are some prophets you can, you can tell that this thing cannot be. And they say, no problem. We will see whether the Lord called me or not. <laughs> ah, you can tell Moses. You can criticize Moses. He wouldn't talk. He would just say, Lord, hear what they say. The land will open and swallow you up. He doesn't fight for himself. But don't try that with Joshua. Are you with me? He will gather your family somewhere. They will stone you. They will heap stones on you and kill you. You better be careful which prophet you are talking to. Because as powerful as the anointing is, he still works through the character and the personality of prophets. Whether you like it or not. I was telling them there is a father of faith in this country. If you talk, you say, if you insult me, no problem. Anything you say. But there's another father of faith in this country. Are you getting me? That's saying, look, let this country, let it divide. Let that thing happen. Be careful the one you are relating with. He doesn't need emotional intelligence. You are the one that needs emotional intelligence when relating with him. So you don't know which side I fall. But I came to announce to you, hallelujah. I came to announce to you by the spirit of God. That is a Kairos moment. It's a Kairos moment for the church. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. I was praying some weeks ago and God began to drop this in my heart. That's why I was so blessed. Because the things God is saying, only grace can do them. Again, proclaim. Thus says the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through what? Prosperity. <laughs> it says, the Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. Again. Somebody say again. There are places that are dry. Bring you God's word. Hallelujah. The water is yet flowing again. The clients are yet coming again. The calls are yet coming again. It says in verse 18, Then I raised my eyes and I looked and there were four horns. And I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these? So he answered me, These are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. Four craftsmen. And I said, what are these coming to do? So he said, these are the horns that scattered Judah. So that no one could lift up his head. But the craftsmen are coming to terrify them. To cast out the horns of the nations that lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, when I read this, the Spirit of God began to deal with me. And as I was praying about what to say this evening, God said, come and announce it here. This is the third place I'll be announcing it. There is a sudden shift Amen. in wealth, in fortune. There's a supernatural wealth transfer going on right now. Behind, be, behind the shakings, behind the shakings, there's a God agenda. 
And some of you are brought to the forefront quickly and suddenly. Horns. He said, I saw four horns. No. You know what horns are? They are symbols of, of spiritual authority. Symbols of spiritual authority. He says that these horns are targeted towards scattering Judah. He's talking about the church. Destabilizing people. The book of Zechariah, interestingly, actually talks about a book of remembrance. Zechariah means remembrance. Meaning God remembers. However, if you ever take time to look at the book of Zechariah and you read through it, you will discover that Zechariah is actually talking. Are we together? About the church. Describing the church. And God's heart for the church. And the fact that the church is never forgotten. You are not forgotten. Hallelujah. You are not forgotten. Wherever you are, God remembers you. He said, can a, a nursing mother cannot forget her baby. God said, even if she does, I will not. Now, these four horns are not just symbols of spiritual authority. They are sounds that go out. You see, when certain things begin to happen on the earth, make no mistake, they are sounds of the spirit. Either positively or negatively. They are, they, are, they are horns that are blown. It's called media. All of a sudden, some things begin to what, trend. People begin to follow the vibe. And the prophet said, look, he stood. And he was looking at Jerusalem. Jerusalem had the Jews had been scattered. They returned. They are trying to build the temple. But the work is not moving like it should. You know how you raise a building, you come to a place, this is the, you know, you say this is the 10th year we've been building, you've not gone past Lintel. And the eyes of the prophet was open to see their horns. There are spiritual entities blowing shofars, saying this thing should never work. These are the horns he saw. He said, these nations have their horns. Even the things happening in Nigeria, make no mistake, their horns being blown. The sudden mass exodus is not strange. Their horns is orchestrated. Their horns blown. I was telling them in church last week, I said, make no mistake. There are certain news media targeted towards Africa that are consumed by Africans alone. You hear a voice of America. It's hardly listened to by those in America. But yet the government is its a major part of their budget every year for something their people do not listen to. You are the ones listening to it. You hear of BBC Africa. More money goes into it. How many people living? In UK, listen to BBC because it is not designed for them. It is designed for the major consumers. And the more they blow the horn, the more people react. The more people follow. 
you look at your situation is hopelessness. I say anytime the devil wants to scatter a place, the first place he begins to attack is the church. See, I personally, I don't know about you, I personally believe that the church is the hope of the world. No, I don't say that religiously. I say it always, I say it in, in our meetings. Over and, if, if a church fails in a place, the place is lost. The church is the hope of the world. And when this scattering starts, guess the first place people are scattered from is the church. But he said, I saw four craftsmen. I saw four craftsmen. And he said, who are these craftsmen? Now listen. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh. See, If you read the book of Acts, you will notice a trend. The first recorded conversions in the book of Acts are in masses. 3,000 people. Then what? 5,000 people. Some years ago, I was reading through the book of Acts, the birth of this church they were a part of. Then I noticed all kinds of persecution rose up. The moment persecution rose up, please follow. God always raised the voice of reason for the church. He raised a man by the name Gamaliel to speak for the church. So you will notice that God always has the church at heart, preserving the church, always raising somebody who will give reason to authority to allow them be. If not for Gamaliel, I'm telling you the truth, some of the things they would have experienced in the early, they would have literally wiped them. God always raises someone. How many of you remember when Paul went to Ephesus and was preaching? And they raised that shout that he came here to say that we don't need the temple of Diana again. In fact, there was so much chaos. The Bible, that is a horn that was being blown. The Bible says that people even joined in the revolt that they didn't even know what caused it. They were even asking, why are we shouting? <laughs> Princess Diana, the temple of Diana the Great. Oh, and the Bible says when they were about to apprehend Paul, there was a city clerk there. Are you me? That God raised. And it was that city clerk that spoke reason to the authority and said to the authority that look, these guys have not said anything out of the norm. We, we are civil people. If they've done something wrong, why not bring them to the courts to be tried? God always raises people. So you notice that after the mass conversions in the book of Acts, what do you see? You will see that the next set of people that the Bible talks about are individual what? conversions. Talking about Paul. Talking about who? Paul. Then the Ethiopian what? Enoch. Then you, you hear of Colonius. Then you hear of um, the governor. The emperor. Right? That Paul stood in. You begin to hear about what? Men of prominence. Not because God doesn't save ordinary people. Are you me? He saves all. But God was highlighting those prominent men because we need great people in the church for the work he has asked us to do. Make no mistake. This world will not sponsor our gospel. This world will not fight for our gospel. 
There is no provision in the budget of any nation for the gospel. God is raising people. And what God told me is this. As I said, listen carefully. Is that in the days we're in, we're going to see some big names get saved and come into the kingdom. But God said beyond that, included in the blessing of Abraham that has come upon us, that many people will be raised into prominence. Into the positions of greatness. <laughs> there are some of you sitting here. Are you with me? Supernaturally, you will be lifted by the power of God. Into positions where you can be a voice of reason for the gospel. God told me this some months ago and I shared with them in church. For many years, the gospel has been preached by the people in the front. The gospel has been preached, has been pushed by the people who sit in the front. He said, but now, are you getting me? I'm going to be pushing the gospel from those sitting at the back. Because those who are sitting in front will be equipping those at the back, are you getting me? For the work that he has asked them to do. Listen, amen. It is never God's plan for people to converge. It is out of God's order. Our gathering is so that we can go out. If we are not going out, we are out of order. Our gathering is so that we can go out. When they tried to gather in Genesis 11 to build a tower that will reach heaven, what did God do? He came to scatter it. It's always God's plan that we do what? We go out. You are stepping out of the church walls, though. We are going to see some of the greatest conversion of people coming into the kingdom in marketplaces. Cornelius is a marketplace man. Generals getting saved. Paul, are you getting me? Someone you call a doctor, a learned man, getting saved. For the sake of who? The gospel. You see, ministers of finance. That's who the Ethiopian eunuch was. He was the minister of finance for the queen of Ethiopia. And it is said that the church that he brought to Ethiopia till date is still there. The church he brought to Ethiopia is still there till date. When you begin to see CEOs, hallelujah, breaking out with churches in foreign lands. That's what we are talking about. There are some of these nations that will not allow us to preach the gospel. But the kind of business you'll be bringing into that place will give you permits to enter there. And when you enter there, are you getting me? You will be at liberty. They will make exemptions for you to be able to start churches and win souls for the kingdom. God is raising great men. Is this not company of the great? <laughs> is this not company of the great? It's a season of greatness. Hallelujah. Now, what distinguishes people and makes them great is the wisdom of God. It is the wisdom of God. There is a way the wisdom of God is portrayed in scripture. It's portrayed as a personality. The wisdom of God goes beyond Proverbs. It goes beyond wise talking. 
it goes beyond maxims. In the book of Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom, you know, I was, can we turn to Proverbs 8.1? Proverbs 8.1. Does not wisdom do what? Cry out. And understanding lift up her voice. The answer is what? Yes. Then it says in verse 2. She takes her stand on the top of the high hill. Beside the way where the paths meet. That means at that juncture of your life where you are wondering what to do. Wisdom is standing there. That means the moment anybody comes to a crossroad and stands there for too long, knowing not what to do, is because that person is not listening to wisdom. If you listen to wisdom, you can never be stranded. Enough of I am stuck. No, no. Enough of I am stuck. You know, too many believers, I am stuck. I don't know what to do. And my heart goes out for people. Listen, the Bible says wisdom is standing at the juncture there. It is shouting. It is crying out. Have ear, hearing ears. Oh. Then he begins to talk about all the things that wisdom does. Go to verse 22. Give me verse 22. Proverbs 8, 22. The Lord possessed me, talking about wisdom, at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. That means Yahweh, God, possessed what? Wisdom. So that when the Bible tells us in Genesis 1, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void. And he said darkness was on the face of the earth. God didn't say, oh my, I'm confused. He said at the beginning I was there with the creator. I was there with God Almighty. I was with him. I overturned that situation. The ways of wisdom might not look contemporary. They might look primitive, but they work. Go and read everything you see God doing in Genesis 1. That is wisdom instructing God. He said, I was with him. He possessed, the Lord possessed me. He took a hold of me at the beginning of the way, before his works of old. In verse 23, hallelujah. In verse 23 says, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. I was. This is talking about Jesus. Let me cut you some slack. Whoever was before the earth was formed is God, is Jesus. Is that not what John 1 tells us? See this Bible you are holding. Read it. Meditate in it. Give it time. It makes ordinary men extraordinary people. You didn't hear me. It, it, It turns people's fortunes around. It changes people's lives. All that is crying out. Wisdom is crying out. Hear me. Don't carry it around. Read it. Paul talking to Timothy. Amen. He said, look, the scriptures, I encourage you, give time to the scriptures which are able to what? Make you wise. 
That word scripture means something, the word there is graphical. Something that is written. Look into it. Thank you, Father. But this is what I want you to see in verse 30. Yeah, I think it's in verse 30. Proverbs 8.30. Then I, somebody say wisdom, was beside him. Beside who? God. As a what? A master craftsman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Wisdom, when you possess it, it will make you a master craftsman. Did you hear me? It will make you a master craftsman. Who is a craftsman? Amen. Sir? An inventor. A creator. I was telling them in church, God is a creator. In the beginning, God created. God created. If you bear his image, you are a what? You are a creator. You can never be stranded. You can never be in a situation where you say, I don't know what to do when you have wisdom. My wife asked me once, there's a statement I'm always making. Now what do I mean by that statement? I say, sometimes when I see people going through stuff, I wish we could switch places so that I would take their problem, solve it and give them the solution. Because there is nothing that I cannot handle. No, if I see people in situation, do you know my heart goes out for them? I say, I, I just wish as though they can give me this situation. I'll come out of it. Oh, I ran to Reverend three years ago. I was sick, losing weight. And then they were querying for leukemia. You were the first person I called, sir. It was a renting that I called first. In fact, if you don't believe in demonic oppression, there's a demon around deceiving you. Demons are real. I'm not going to tell you the whole story of what happened. Sir, I was sitting out in the night like a dream. Hmm? They said it's an eclipse. It will soon take place. I was sitting in front of my house in Boko. It was so real. Then as the sun and the earth eclipsed itself, the moon, it's like a fireball came out of that thing, ran into this side of my body. I woke up sick on the bed instantly. Within three months, I lost close to 20 kg. As I got up, as I got up sick, shaking. I went to the parlor praying. That's when I called you, sir. When I called Reverend Tende, he, he picked, thank God he's here, he picked as though he was expecting my call. And when he picked, I said, sir, I don't know what's happening. He said, look, I got up, I was studying, but it was so strong in my heart to pray for you because I heard in my heart you were under an attack. You better have a company that can pray. 
He turned and said, but I have prayed for you. And I'm standing in faith with you, Reverend Tokula. Nothing will happen to you. My message might be a bit scattered. Just, I'm just, <laughs> just arrange it to. Because <laughs> I'm not teaching tonight. You see, you've been hearing all the ministers say, the replacement for the law is grace. How many of you know that you need to also understand the operation of grace? What is the modus operandi? What is the operating system for grace? So you might be delivered from the law. You've been brought into grace. If you don't understand the operating system of grace, you will be suffering things you are not meant to suffer. Like we were, like Reverend Moses read to us, Romans 7, 6, we've been discharged from the law. We've been discharged from it. We've been, in fact, that, okay, he used discharge in terms of uh, being discharged from the hospital. But if you read in context, is you are divorced. Because that's what Paul was saying. You are not married to the law anymore. Now that you are a free woman from this abusive husband, call the law. You need to understand how to function in grace. And he said the way we function now is not that we don't serve. There's a way we're serving under the law. But now there's a way we serve under grace. We serve not in obedience to the old written codes of rules and regulation. But we still serve. <laughs> we serve in obedience to the word, to the promptings of the spirit. So you cannot deny the obedience of the spirit in the operations of grace and expect to get results. So the, the life of grace is that you are not following do's and don'ts, but you are following the spirit. And he has his rules, he has his instructions, he has his codes, he has his instructions for you. You have to learn it. And you must know this, that the same way people labored under the law to get results, you must know how to labor in the things of the spirit. That's why Jesus said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Are you getting me? He said, I will give you rest. He didn't stop at that. He said, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. And do what? And learn of me. That means there's something to learn. That means you must learn the ways of the spirit. You must know how to use the systems of the spirit. Are you getting me? To replicate results that the law was trying to give. That means if people kept the law and they got results. Are you with me? You can also follow the obedience of the spirit. Are you getting me? And excel in those results also. So you must understand there's a relationship with the Holy Ghost. And that's not what I'm saying tonight. That's not the core of my teaching. But you must understand that in grace, you must know the place of your pastor. Even if the world doesn't understand it, you must understand the place of praying in tongues. You must understand the place of studying the word. You must understand the place of meditating God's word. You must understand the place of going to church. You can't break the rules of the spirit and enjoy the proceeds of grace. No, no, no. You will make a shipwreck of your life. But I'm telling you, this is the life to live. This is the place to dwell. There will be instructions. Hallelujah. There will be things the Spirit of God will tell you to do. And I spoke to Reverend Tindy. And then I went to meet Rev. 
Hallelujah. I know the place of the anointed. I came to see him. Oh, I'll never forget. He laid hands on me in his living room. And he said, Arame, the head of the serpent is broken in your body. One day, I went to Kaduna to have a meeting, sir. That night, I was lying down. I was feeling lifeless. I traveled with two brothers. I called them. Kavi was one of them. I said, put your hand on this leg here. You put your hand on this head. If at any point in time, you perceive that I'm not breathing, call back this body. Call back, call back this arome into this body. I am not going anywhere. To let you know, this very, he was very demonic. My son, Sammy, my wife was telling me, he, was, he woke up one day crying. I was in Abuja. He woke up crying in Boko from a dream. He said, because they were standing. I, when I came home, he said, come and tell your dad the dream. The boy was still saying it with the emotions, crying. That we were standing by a riverside, but it was dark. You know, he couldn't see. It was foggy. He said, and then, you know, I, I, I left them by the harbor, got into a ferry with a car, and started going. And he kept telling mommy, where is daddy going? Where is daddy going? Why is he leaving us? I held him. I said, look at me very well. I am going nowhere. Look at my eyes very well. I am going nowhere. If we are going anywhere, we are going on a vacation, we'll go together and we will come back. See, you must decide what you want to see. You must learn to engage, use the word of God to create the pictures you want to see. Oh. Hear me. There's no place for pity. In case you don't know the devil, you cannot suffer enough for him to pity you. Listen, you cannot suffer enough for the devil to say, you have suffered enough. Let me just let this guy go. No, 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 no. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But there is good news. Hallelujah. In the same way, Jesus has also come. That you may have what? Life. And have it more what? Abundantly. My son, today I place before you death and life, blessings and curses. But you choose life that you may live. I want to tell you, choose life. Choose prosperity. Choose increase. Choose abundance. Hallelujah. Rise up out of that situation. I'm not talking to you. Refuse to be a weakling. Refuse to be a coward. Greater is he that is in you. The Bible said, and he that is in the world. Sit like God at his right hand. Use your words and turn around that situation. You have been lifted by grace into a position. It's what you want that you have. Oh, no, I will not die like a chicken. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. I, you know, like we've been hearing, no problem with doctors. Thank God for doctors. But I know what the word of God has said. You know, I, I was even on some medication. But that day as I was coming back, I heard in my heart, he was with me. He said, Rame, which way do you want to go? This is your life here. This is your life we're talking about. This is your life we're talking about. He will even bring thoughts to my mind. How people will gather and be eulogizing me. Oh, Pastor Romeo was such a good man. I said, never. Never. Hallelujah. Never. Never. I know I was born for something. I know who I am in Christ. If I have to wake up in the night declaring it over and over, you have to labor in the spirit. Hallelujah. If you don't labor in the spirit, you might have to labor in the flesh. 
Oh, but you can choose, amen, to labor in the spirit, cultivate in the spirit. Am I talking to somebody? Plant your seeds in the spirit. Make your decisions in the spirit. You will alter the things that are happening here on earth. Time without number, I'll get up in the night talking to myself. Talking to myself. I'll look at myself in the mirror and say, Aramir, you're going nowhere. Stay inside that body. I remember when I went to UK and Pastor Mira saw me in that mall. He said, Pastor Aramir, you've lost so much weight. I said, yeah, I want to look trendy. Choose your words carefully. Choose your words carefully. That night in Kaduna, I heard in my heart, a seed will preserve you. A seed will preserve you. I had over 500 something K in my account. I emptied it into different ministers. Someone said, what's the connection between sowing seed and healing? It's a thing of the spirit. That's the command line of the spirit. A carnal man will not understand it. It's not everything I have to explain to you. Some of you use Facebook. You don't know how it's programmed. You are just using it. Are you getting me? There are many things you use you don't understand. Many things you use you don't understand. Many things that you are part of that you don't even understand. Some of you are even part of a program you don't know. And I got up. And then he told me, he said, begin to run. You see me jog sometimes, put it on Facebook. Hallelujah. Begin to run. Some of those days, when I run a kilometer, it will look as though I would die the following day. But since he said I should run, I am running. And I saw the supernatural strength of God holding me every day, keeping me, strengthening me. One kilometer turned to two kilometers until I began to run, run 12 kilometers. Death is a choice. Poverty is a choice. That was wisdom possessing me, holding me, telling me what to do. At the juncture of life and death, are you getting me? I had inside information. Wisdom was talking to me. Let wisdom talk to you today. I said, let wisdom talk to you today. To know what to do and have courage to do what he tells you to do. Then that Christmas, two Christmas ago, I came from Abidjan, straight to go and wait someone in Boko. So we passed through Makodi. I had Christmas. And I was in the hotel room. And my eyes were turning. I said, Lord, if anybody says I don't have faith, I know I have it. If it's your word, I believe your word. I said, even if it means me dying saying this thing, I will die here still saying this thing. But Lord, I believe you. See, never be offended at God. Never be offended at God. I, 
I said, God, it would be an honor to be saying these words in my mouth. I know the devil is locking around constantly. After that service, I came out. Wifi was driving me. The next thing, Wifi was crying. His father just died. As he was crying, I said, give me the key. I'm driving home. I was consoling him. I went home, laid down in the sofa in Boko. And then I woke up. I saw missed calls. Saw an SMS and I picked it. I read the SMS. One of our sisters in church in Makodi, who didn't even know anything was wrong with me. He said, Pastor, as he was talking, she was trembling. I said, what's the problem? He said, I, I, I just woke up from my sleep. I woke up from my sleep. You know, I said, then, he said, because I saw you in my dream, a dragon, a beast was holding on to your body. An ugly beast holding on to your body, but suddenly, he said, I saw you. Where you, you rose. And as you rose, the clutches of that dragon, you know, just let loose of you and it violently ran out of your body. I began to ask myself, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? I woke, he said, I called my husband. He said, tell him. I said, thank you. I got up there. From that day till date. Are you me? From that day till date. I have been dancing my victory dance. A horn was blown. A horn was blown to scatter. But where there is a horn, he said, I also saw four craftsmen. Who is a craftsman? The man that possesses the wisdom of God. What he was saying is that what was set, hallelujah, to destroy you, the wisdom of God has come to terrify that thing and chase it away. Some of you right now, it feels like needs, lack. Are you getting me? Its clutches are holding on tight to you. But at the same time, amen, I see the wisdom of God possessing your reins. I see the wisdom of God possessing your reins. You might be sitting here at camp meeting, not having any ecstatic feeling. Are you me? Maybe you feel that nothing is happening, but can I tell you something? Something is taking a hold of your spirit. Something is taking a hold of your spirit. As you are walking out of this meeting, <laughs> as, as you are walking out of this meeting, as you are walking out of this meeting, you go back, you see that situations that were overwhelming to you, you begin to terrorize them. Because that's what the word of God says. And I see God lifting you to places of prominence. Arise. Shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I said the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Can we stand up? Amen. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. God is moving people quickly into greatness. You've been waiting, you've been praying. The wisdom of God is possessing you. God spoke to me yesterday. He said the month of December is the month of sheaves. It's the month of sheaves. It's the month of gathering. And there's a supernatural wealth transfer. 
taking place right now. Money is leaving the hands of those without covenant into the hands of those with covenant. See, massive mega money is shifting hands. Is shifting hands. Is shifting hands. Is shifting hands. Can I explain something? Two more minutes. God showed me seven places in the Old Testament of supernatural wealth transfer. Seven places of supernatural wealth transfer. See, don't make a mistake. Supernatural wealth transfer is not that Dangote will be tired one day and get up and say, uh-uh. What am I doing with all this money, self? When there are people in church, you are you a Christian? Come and take. No, 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 no. Because that's the concept of, that's Jehovah Witness. That's not what scripture is saying. No, no, no. no. Mm-mm. The reason I'm teaching this is to be positioned. One of the things I notice sir, with consistency in scripture is that anywhere that wealth and money has been amassed on the platform of injustice and wickedness, the justice of God comes to bear. That he turns the wealth from the hands of those wicked people. Are you getting me? And puts it in the hands of those who are positioned. And guess what positions you? Wisdom. Wisdom is what positions you. It is not about too much work. You are just... Wisdom has led you to a place of advantage. So we see it in the life of Abraham. Where people favor you for nothing that is so important. This is my sister. They begin to give you gifts. Those of you who can't stand the favor of God, because of trying to ration things, rationalize things, you will miss out of wealth transfer. I was telling them yesterday, the favor of God, sir. The favor of God. <laughs> you know, Mommy K. One time she wanted to pay her daughter's law this thing. She didn't have enough money. She didn't have money. She didn't know like she didn't have, she didn't have money. And she had to go to law school. She remembers she had been sitting with some women once, and the woman said, I won't have the governor's number here. So she collected it. This was months before. That day, she was praying in the Holy Ghost. She heard in her heart, You have the governor's number, call the governor. This was around 10 in the night. She took the line and called. The governor picked, not his PA. The governor himself picked and said, Are you married? He said, Yes. He said, what's the problem? He said, oh, hey, this is what this is. my daughter is supposed to go to law school. You know, in the, ne- in, the, in the next two days, we don't have the money. He said, okay, come and see me tomorrow in Makodi. It looked like a normal conversation. Following day, she got to Makodi. When she came to the gate of government house, she wanted to enter. They said, where are you going to? He said, the governor said I should come. He said, you. Governor said you should come. The kind of bag she was holding with her daughter, they said, go away. Everything she tried to say, they, she tried to call, the governor didn't pick. So she went to buy fried yam around the corner 
and was eating. She sat there. At about three o'clock, the governor called. Madam, you've not arrived, Benue. Where are you? He said, I'm at the gate. They will not allow me in. He said, who is that? Give the person the phone. In fact, I'm sending somebody to come and get you now. They sent somebody. They came and picked her from the gate. Took her in. She was holding Ghana must go bags. No Versace bags. Ghana must go. Time and chance is happening for you. When she brought it, she held the bag. They held the bag. She sat down. The governor with some politicians, some very prominent men. As she entered, she just sat down. Say, Your Excellency. Say, Oh, you're the woman. Say, Yes. Everybody is saying, Ah, see how you people look alike. <laughs> you guys, Kairos moment. So, he said, You people look alike. Is this your sister? The governor too laughed. So we look alike. <laughs> Say, who is in charge of this whole scholarship thing for they said this person is okay. Madam, sorry. Sit down, sit down. God is my witness. They went inside. The governor said, bring a bag for her. Maybe in Zambia they don't be like that. In Nigeria. In Nigeria, governors move with bags of money. They don't give checks. We don't have time for checks here. Are you getting me? We deal with the real thing. They brought a bag. They say she should take as much as she needs. Someone here needs a Kairos moment. Receive it. As she took the money and put it in her bag, she was even scared. She was, she was scared. She's not seen something. It was so surreal. Are you getting me? What is happening here? She... He was the governor's peer. I said, give me your bag. Started taking the bundle and stuffing it. This guy, what is this? What is wrong with this woman? I always that time. They started putting, she was just trying, they stuffed her bag till she couldn't zip it. <laughs> governor said, do you need a lodge, a place to sleep for the night? Because it was around 7, 6.37. She said, no, no, no. I want to go. I want to go home. She said, no, we're okay. We're fine. She came to Boko. I was teaching on the Wednesday service. She sat where she was crying. She was crying. I just said, ah, I have work to do. <laughs> After service, she met me. She said, Pastor, Pastor. I said, no, it's well. He said, no, Pastor, wait. You know, pastors, we just start with it as well. We just want to get you. We don't want to stabilize you before we hear what's the problem. She said, you and your wife, can we enter the car? We entered the car. She drove. She said, can we go to your house? We came to her house. As we got to the house, she went in straight into our bedroom. She emptied the money. She poured the money on my bed. He said, Pastor. She was sharing the testimony and crying. He said, Pastor, take. Take, take what you want. Take. <laughs> you say those things cannot happen again. Get ready. Hallelujah. It is, it is happening in increased numbers now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Suddenly, sudden, there are sudden moments. So I say, well, 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 uh, uh, well I, I, don't know the, I don't know the source of that money. That's the same way hunger will kill you in the wilderness when manna comes. Are you getting me? Because you'll be saying you don't know the source of the food. 
You say you don't know the source of the food, so you will not eat it. Don't limit God. Don't box God. We are teaching the word, yes, live by this truth, live by this principle, but expect, hallelujah. And make no mistake, favor doesn't mean people like you. Mm-mm. Favor doesn't mean people like you. People will not like you. Favor is the compelling force of God that comes upon people, mandating them to do what they are supposed to do for you. few weeks later, sir, she wrote a proposal to this same governor. The man didn't even answer her again. <laughs> to let you know. Eh? That was a Kairos what? Moment. That, was, that, that means there was something that was happening. Lift your hands up to heaven. It's your Kairos moment. There's, there are many of you here positioned there are things you've been doing. It looks as though you've been slowed down. It looks like nothing is coming out. This is your Kairos moment. Oh, that's why when you were prophesying that God lifts men from dunghill and makes them to sit among princes. I know it. Hallelujah. God in a moment of time. Something's happening to someone. Deuteronomy 33, verse 13. I want to pray this. I'm done. No, give me verse 23, sorry. Deuteronomy 33, verse 23. Oh. And of Naphtali, he said. Of Naphtali, he said. Oh, Naphtali. Satisfied with what? Favor. And full of the blessed of the Lord, possess the west and the south. How many of you know the meaning of Naphtali? Naphtali means wrestling, struggle. Some of you are under the sound of my voice. Everything you've had was a struggle. You've begged literally for almost everything. It's always a war. You got to the position you are right now, it was a war. Hallelujah. You were born in the midst of crisis. You've literally wrestled for everything. Even to come for this camp meeting. It was a war. It was struggle. But you made up your mind you were going to be here. Oh, Naphtali. I said, oh, Naphtali. Satisfied. Satisfied. With favor. And full of the blessing of the Lord. As you are living here, possess the west and the south. Maleba, open your mouth, hallelujah. Say, I possess the west and the south. I'm satisfied with favor. No more struggle. I said, no more struggle. No more begging from office to office. No more trying to get things to work. No more, no more. Something is happening to you now, hallelujah. It's your Kairos moment. You are one of those four craftsmen that have been possessed by the spirit of wisdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus, don't keep your mouth shut. Open it, begin to speak to that thing. Because as you are going back higher, as you are going back, give a little shout. 
I was in Kaduna three months ago to minister and a lady came to see me in the hotel but protocol will not allow her but she sat there she didn't have anything she came to give me fruits in a basket she said she didn't have money but she had fruits so after waiting for a while I thought I was done with all the people so they said there's one woman here she wants to greet you briefly I said it's the pastor's wife so I said, ah, no, 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 she should have come first. So she just began to say, I know you're tired, sir. So she gave me the fruit. I prayed for her as she was going out. Standing there just trying to carry her bag and everything. A man walked up to her. Clean looking man in white, you know. Just said, wow, how are you? I said, I'm fine. He said, is this your baby? He said, yes. He said, thank you, sir. He said, ah, I should give you something. The man reached into his bag, brought out bundles of money, and handed it over to her. So as she was collecting it, she was, saw the man walking away. So she was rushing. So she grabbed her things, put the money, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. You know, the man was just walking away. So she really wanted to thank the man because of where she was. But by the time she would get to the second floor, the ground floor. She didn't see the man. So she walked to the security man and said, please, the, the man that just passed here, where is the man? <laughs> There's a new man passed here. He said, no, he was wearing white. You know, they said, no, you are the only one coming here. This is the camera. I didn't show anybody passing. She said, no, the man, she even told them that look at the money that the man gave me. She was holding the cash in her hands. He said, whoever gave you money did not pass here. And we didn't see anybody like that. She had met with an angel. See, God has brought the church into a Kairos moment. They are going to be... I love something Derek Prince said. He said, Jesus' ways of getting money was not always conventional. But he always had money. How many of you want it after the order of Christ? There are going to be activities of angels. Yeah. Sir, this camp meeting, eh? Hallelujah. <laughs> We, we will hear some testimonies. Well, testimonies we cannot announce on pulpit to preserve the identity of the people involved. We say a brother here, in fact, recently, this one, we will not, we will not, we can't share some of those testimonies. Angels are moving right now angels are moving right now. No more shame. Whatever scattered us is terrified of us now. Lift those hands up to heaven. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Some of you, you will be led to make investments. You will be led to make investments. 
like Joseph made, hallelujah, like Isaac made investment, you will be diligent with your investment, you, you make certain investments that will produce yield that will not be economically possible. Labakato, and then it will be said of you, you began to prosper. You continue to prosper until you became very prosperous. Labano Suntalaba, Ragata Sandaleba, Embragato Sotalaba. Oh, let me hear your voices. You, you, you know, it's, it's in the saying, Hallelujah. Mambredo Santa, love, you know, the favor of God is upon me. Mambra Calaba, no more Naphtali, no more wrestling. Naphtali is not satisfied with favor. Naphtali is not satisfied with favor. You are full of the blessing. As you are going back, hallelujah. Those negative horns and the things that have been announced concerning you. It's reversed right now. The city is waiting for you. The city is waiting for you. The city is waiting for you. The people are waiting for you. The people you are chasing are now chasing you. The people you are looking for are now looking for you. I said the people you are looking for are now looking for you. Mandalaba, the apostles say, as you go back, you will see that God has increased your members. You will see that testimonies of finances everywhere. Testimonies of finances everywhere. Breaking for deals, opportunity everywhere you go. Mandalaba, it's a season, it's a Kairos moment. Jump into it. And there's nothing you have to do. It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God. Mambrakata Santaleba Lebanon near Kalen Sota Labrakata Labrakato Suntaleba Mambraka Sotoleba Labrakato Sunta. Can I say one more thing in my heart? Hallelujah. Some of you are saying this thing is for the spiritual ones, the highly spiritual people. No, 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 no. There are some of you here who still drink beer. You know what I mean. God has you in this plan. No, I'm not saying go and be drinking beer, but there's somebody here. Because I'm, I'm hearing it in my heart. There's a direction God is tearing your heart, but you are still drinking beer. Four lepers in First Kings, Second Kings seven. Four lepers, four lepers. The Bible says these four lepers. You know when you are a leper, it means you are not a correct person. They put you outside, ostracized, outcast. As well, when your leprosy becomes known, they put them outside. Sir, we are quick to pushing people out of church. As well as people in the business community. We are quick to pushing them out. Some of them are here. Some of you are here. Because I was about dropping the microphone ahead. You know, you have been ostracized, but there is a nudge in your heart to take some steps in your business. They are bidding for something. Say, Me too, I can bid for it now. You are just telling yourself, I, I can bid for it. I, Me too, I can. 
One unserious Christian like that in Boko was an office boy in a manager's office. So he was working there and uh, he didn't have money to pay his rent. So he met his boss and asked if his boss could give him an advance so I can pay the rent. So I don't pursue him. While they were talking, the rent, he said, hey, what's the rent issue? Where's is the house? What's the issue? The manager said, wait, how much is even the house? He said, go and tell the owner, the landlord, that you want to buy the house. You are, you are looking for me to pay rent. He said, go and tell him that you want to buy the house. Go and find out how much. I know this house. It's an Igala man, the person I talk about. So he went and told the landlord, the owner of the house, that he wants to buy the house. I don't want to call his name. You are related to, but we to, you know his house now. <laughs> Close to Dr. Lim's house. He's a doctor's house. He went to him. He said, How much? So he said, Pay me my rent. He said, No, I want to sell pay. I want to. The man said, He doesn't want to sell it. I said, You will sell it. <laughs> so the man told him to go and bring his rent. So he went back and told this man. This man I'm talking about was later became the governor of Plateau State. But then he was not a governor. So the man said, who, is the, who do you say is the owner? He went and met him, the man himself, his boss met the man himself. He said, I want to buy that house. He said, I want to buy it. Now he's talking with a more serious person. The man gave him an offer. He couldn't resist but the man sold, the, sold his house and bought a small plot next to the house and built a smaller house. <laughs> True story. Bought the house, got a lawyer, transferred the papers into this. The guy finished, he finished secondary school. His secondary school he finished from the village. Ibadapacha. From pain, he became the owner of the. There was somebody in the BQ, so he moved into the main house and stayed there. Then all the other people gave them one year to pack out. He's still in that house as I'm talking. See, you know what happened to those lepers? The Bible says as they were coming, as they made, took that step. The armies heard it like drum rolls. You see? Each step they took, they say, What is happening? Hey, the king of Israel has gone to gather mercenaries to come and finish us. Hear me. As you are taking those steps, in the realm of a spirit, it's amplified. It is, no, I'm just, just stand up and take that step. You are taking that step of faith. Don't say, oh, I'm not as spiritual as I want to be. As you are taking that step, God is amplifying the sound in the realm of the spirit. By the time you come there and you stand in front of the people, hallelujah, there is something upon you because it's your what? It's your time. Lift your hands quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Let your hand rest upon these people. Let your face shine upon them. Thank you for this moment that we're in. Thank you for this moment of wealth transfer. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. Let a quick walk be done in this season. Moving you from where you need to, where you are to where God needs you to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, the chariots of Ahab have gone ahead. But the power of God is coming upon you. There is an overtaking. I see you by the power of God at the gates of Jezreel. Before those who took off before you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift your hands up to heaven. Malabar, begin to give him praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank him. 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 Wherever you are, where you are might be good, but there's somewhere greater. Where you are is big, but there's somewhere bigger. Where you are, hallelujah, is bigger, but give him praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.